Hello and welcome to episode 28 of The Chronicles with us, the Red Devil Chronicle. My name's Andy. My name's Nick. And producer Joe's through the glass. We're all in. And this week, since Jose took the driving seat, we've been training in car parks and parking the bus. But at least the coach arrived on time to evening games. We're going to discuss mentality, LVG, with Joe, Nick and me. That's coming up in the Fan Takeover next. I really enjoyed that. I, I could have just had an hour of that, to be honest with you. An hour of that. Yeah, it's much better than listening to us. Uh, but hello, welcome along. Uh, it's uh, Red Devil Chronicle with you. We are the official partner of the Stratford End app. Download from your app store now. I'm back in the studio, and not only with producer Joe through the screen, but Nick returns to my life. I've got my window back. I'm so pleased. Yep, and you've not got your badminton booked in, so welcome back, Nick. No, I'm back, yeah. How's it going? <laughs> yeah, really well. How, how have you been? Keeping yeah, well? Been all right, been okay. Ticking over. We had to bring you back. The views were taking a bit of a hit with that. <laughs> a little bit, yeah, he was yeah, struggling. He's, he's just so popular, isn't he? I mean, he really makes the show. It's the enthusiasm oh, oh, thanks, guys. It is, it's that energy. Oh, well, I'm pumped tonight. Yeah, so. I've heard he's pumped. There is vicious rumours <laughs> that Nick might have some energy tonight. Bear with us. Uh, but we're going to start with the fan takeover with reaction to the Liverpool versus Manchester United <laughs> game, of course, from Monday night. Liverpool nil, Manchester United nil. Red Monday, as it was touted, or Dead Monday, you decide on that one. Um, Nick, I'll start with you, being as you've decided to bother to return to the studio. Oh, thanks. Um, we asked firstly on Twitter, it's there every Monday at 12 o'clock, you know the story by now, uh, Louis van Gaal, we believe, was able to set us up like that in the big games. So we asked the fans of Twitter, is Jose taking United forward in the bigger games? And, uh, well, the majority was... Uh, Yes, we, Jose is. <laughs> no. 74% said the fans. Uh, 26% said no, Jose is not taking us forward. 74% said yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Nick, where do you stand we, on that? I, we've lost one and drawn one against Liverpool and City, haven't we? Well, so I'd, class, I'd, I'd class them as the big games. They are the big games. And did not LVG not have the, the best record last season for the top sort of six, seven teams? What really irritated me, and you're absolutely right with that point, is that I don't want him back, but I'm just No, we don't want him back. But he won his last four games against Liverpool. Yeah. So United were on a really good run against them and I don't I don't know. I mean I'll read a comment here that's coming from uh, at Book O seven, that's Rob on Twitter. He said it was pragmatism. Uh, we're work in progress. These are P words slightly it's, it's different a, from philosophy, it's aren't always they? That, it's always that rubbish, though. It's, it's with United last four or five years, we're a working we were that under LVG. Absolutely. We were that under Moyes, we were that under Mourinho. I want the finished article. He says that we're laying foundations, Joe, at the end of this. Um, do the foundations need to be laid quicker by a man who was seen as a quick fix for Man United? Well, we've just all we've got is foundations, it appears. We don't seem to be able to come above that. It's, it's just getting a bit silly. Like Nick says, I completely agree with him. It's just how many years are we going to be work in progress? How many How many how transitional th- years? Exactly. Are we going to, yeah. This is it. If, we, if we're just going to get a new manager every year, it's just it's becoming an excuse. We That's spent the problem. 300 million, maybe more than that in the last two seasons. Well, we're in danger of being called. We can't even throw threats at City anymore because we're doing the exact same and not getting anything from it. Yeah. Absolutely right. I mean, Nick, this was never going to be popular opinion. And, you know, we, we might be jumping on Jose uh, quickly with it only being two big games, as you say, City and Liverpool, that we've played and not played so well in um, but I, I think it's unfair to level criticism at Louis van Hal if you're then going to have Jose come in and spend as much money as he has done yeah. uh, in getting his own players in uh, to not really see any difference um, and I, I just think you, you can't avoid not giving stick to Jose because he's seen as a better manager can you? No. You no. have to be fair yeah. in this assessment. What I will say is obviously Jose's not only had a couple of games he's not had many games yet and in the big games, I wouldn't say he's taken us forward as of yet. I would say he's setting up differently to do the job he wants. I've got a feeling this season, publicly, publicly, he'll say that he wants to win the league. But I think privately, I think top four is the target. That's just my honest opinion. Um, you don't have to agree with that. But obviously, Jose being the big ego he is, he will pipe up in front of the media and say he wants to win titles within his first year. But looking at the squad and looking at the way we performed in big games versus City and Liverpool so far... Top four is the target in my eyes. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a sad state of affairs, but effectively the targets seem to have stayed the same, despite a, a, the fact that we've supposedly got ourselves a better manager. Um, and there is a worry overall when I was looking into this with Jose's record. Against the other so-called top-class managers um, that are around, he seems to shy away from the big occasion, Joe. I was looking into some uh, numbers here on this. Uh, we've got Jose versus Pep. I mean, of course, this has been taken uh, around Europe, not just, for, of course, for United. Uh, played 17 games against Pep, won just three. That's a win rate of 17.6%. And against Klopp uh, in six games, he's won just one 16.7% of games. How many of those games did Pep have Messi, though? Well, that, that, yeah. I mean, that this might be a fair point. Um, what's, what's the question, saw, then? But, I mean, how many of those games did Mourinho have Ronaldo? Pep last night. How, how many games did <laughs> Mourinho have Ronaldo, though, playing against him? True, but... So what's the what's the question? The the worry for me is that I I think Mourinho is shying away from the big occasion. I think in the big games, I think he rather than going forward and thinking what can we do to destroy teams, I think it's more about what he can do to nullify other teams. What was do trying you agree to do with be, that? before the game uh, before this podcast? Sorry, I was just trying to find the best bus sound effect, but I couldn't do it for you. I'm sorry, <laughs> I've let you all down. Just a reverse beep would have done it. But, <laughs> yeah, but no. Um, I don't, do you know what? Is it the worst place? Is it the worst thing to do? I mean, he did it. He, he won the league with, with with Chelsea doing that. He beat them six Arsenal six nil one season as well. Yeah, but I'm also saying it's kind of the age old question that we've been asking since we very first started. What what do the fans want more? Do we want a trophy, or do we want exciting football? And and that. Can That's... we not have both? Are we being too greedy? Yeah, but the foundations have to be put in place, Andy. So... <laughs> I think the way. I think what's the... your F's and P's? The way Jose, I think the way Jose looks at our games this season now, I think he be- he believes that if we can say draw against the likes of Liverpool, City, Chelsea, Arsenal, and then we can beat all the likes of Hull, Swansea, Bournemouth, we'll be right up there. And I think maybe Nick will win against the bigger teams later end of the season. But I think he's that. Early on, I think that's what he believes. He would just beat the little teams and get a point, just don't get beat by the bigger ones. I mean, if we're looking at the positives then, Nick, I mean, if he can make Old Trafford a fortress then, again, <clears throat> win his home games um, and maybe try and be a little bit more cautious against the, the so-called bigger teams in the league, but perhaps win against the teams that so often undo your title runs, w- would that be enough, do you think, to, to win against the games, the, to win the games you should be winning? And then maybe nick a draw, the yeah. occasional win against teams. Yeah, that are, definitely, that are because more you have to think in the league currently, United should be beating 15, 16 teams. And if that's three points, that's a lot of points. So if we get the odd win against the bigger teams and only draw against them when we don't get the win, that's a lot of points at the end of the season. So yeah, we'd be right up in the top two. Mm. I mean, to me, it's almost like Mourinho was playing with the fans on Monday night. I mean, when we uh, saw the team uh, sheet, Nick, I know we, we spoke about it on Monday night. It was almost like he put a starting lineup out there that worried the fans. It was like a huge sigh from Manchester, wasn't there it? There was, yeah. Young and Fellaini particularly in there were always going to be two players that were going to be looked upon. Uh, but it was almost like he picked that team to get the fans thinking the worst and then the fact that we picked up a draw felt like a bonus in the end that's sort of how it felt I, to me I've never seen for quite a while now I haven't seen a United player play as well as Ander Herrera did he that, was sensational that was, if he would have scored a goal that would have been a 10 out of 10 performance that was a 9 out of 10 I've not seen that for a long time in United's midfield um, we'll talk about it later on but obviously I told you I was disappointed with Pogba and Zlatan um, I thought they were very poor but Bailey was brilliant De Gea was sensational, like you said, and obviously Herrera was brilliant as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, if we're if we're talking positives before we go on to the next point about sort of a change in the mentality, Joe, um, with regards to Ander Herrera, you know, Nick brings up the the obvious there. I mean, he he was a star on the evening. Um, essentially, everything that you wanted from a midfield performance in Manchester United. Is that what we've been missing, that sort of drive and, and commitment, as well as talent mixed with it? Have you seen a midfield performance like that in a long time for Man United? Um, no, but again, we've seen one-off performances from Herrera in the past where he's shown these moments of brilliance. It's whether he can keep it up for a season because he, he has to fight for his place at the end of the day and he has to... He's, he's been there long enough to earn a place, I'd say. He's, he's got He's got enough talent about him to probably deserve to start every week but it's whether he kind of can I mean you saw him towards the end of the Liverpool game he did start to tire and the Messi kind of bobbling around between his feet came back a tiny bit 
I won't criticise him at all because he did he did run that midfield, but I don't know if he's got enough about him to do it for the whole season. I, I, I would love to see it every day, but is it just because he needed to step up and it's a bit of pressure that kind of matters out the squad in one, on, on Monday night? Was it was it his time to kind of try and secure that place? I don't know what it was, but hopefully for the rest of the season he can. Whether I think he can do it, I don't. I mean, there was something there, as you say, and, and you do see these glimpses occasionally from Herrera um, to suggest that he, he could do it longer term. It's just not quite happened on a regular enough basis. And I, I wonder if sometimes if that's down to mentality I think um, manager. within the players. You're thinking more manager? Yeah, because it, I, if you remember, um, the last time I saw Herrera play that well was away at Chelsea about a few seasons back. Yeah, as a sort of defensive midfield. Yeah, he played yeah. brilliant, and I think the next game he was taken out. Mm. And you can never build momentum in that sort of situation. So I don't think he's ever had the chance to really push on and kickstart and have 10 games. He's just played brilliantly now. He's not going to get dropped against Chelsea at the weekend. I suspect he's going to play. I'd be very surprised if he didn't. And if he delivers another top-notch performance, I think we could see a long run here with Herrera in the team. Well, I hope so. I mean, he's he's been left out against uh, Fenerbahce in the Europa League, I think, for I think that reason. That's a sensible choice. Yeah. Um, to, to get him in for the Chelsea game, of course. Um, but I, th- I think on that point, Nick, I'll just come back to you on that. It, is Mourinho then the sort of manager that will give players time to build momentum? I mean, he's he's kept Pogba in the side for a long run of, whilst he builds his <clears> fitness. <throat> Do you yep. think he could give Herrera that run of games that perhaps he needs to build that confidence and to get that consistency in his game? Yeah, there's no one else at the moment, in my opinion. You've got Obviously, you've got Fellaini. Um, long-term, I don't think he's well, he's long-term option in my eyes. Schneiderlin, I still, I still like Schneiderlin, but he was. He's where, like, where has he been recently? He's not even been on the bench. Apparently, he was injured, but I don't think he's part of Mourinho's plans. I can see him going, um, sadly. So I think Herrera could be long term. I don't think he's not playing Carrick. I think the reason behind that is, like I said, he is. He's thirty-five. And Mourinho is building for the future. He doesn't want to get heavily reliant on Carrick in the middle of the park and at the end of the season he leaves and we've got a massive gaping hole again we need to fill. So he needs to try different things and Herrera is that option at the moment. Absolutely right. Uh, Joe, we'll move on to the next question from the fan takeover then and that was uh, simply, do you worry uh, that United's mentality has changed? Do United seem to go to Anfield settling for a point Monday night? Um, now 26% of the, uh, percent of the fans said yes, uh, 74% said no. So the majority ruled... Uh, that they're not worried about a change in the uh, mentality of Manchester United. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Joe? Where do you stand on that? Is there any concerns that you have about the way United are mentally going forward? I mean, you have to almost slightly question what the mentality is of United going forward. But again, it's early st- early days of, of a new season. And, and at the end of the day, we are going to Anfield, who who do look... Well, we, they did look like a really threatening side. So I think the tactics we had to play with that game had to try and kind of quieten down Liverpool and and start the game like that. It just seems like we went out, did that perfectly and just stayed in the same kind of tactic, if that makes sense. There was no, nothing new came to it. At no point did I think, well, it's changed up a bit here. It was just the same United playing throughout the whole 90 minutes, whereas it would have been nice to see him the first half an hour, kill the game off, quieten them down, and then start putting players forward and committing them chances. Absolutely the same way that I saw it, Nick, and I don't know what your thoughts were on this, but um, for me, Mourinho showed that he's he's not capable of outplaying teams or, or responding or being reactive to the way that other teams come at us. And and as Joe said, Liverpool, prior to the game, and we yeah. talked about this at great length, Liverpool coming into the game had carried great form and we were very concerned about yep. a potential high scorer. But when, when you watch that first 20, 30 minutes of the game, that Liverpool team was not the Liverpool team we've no. seen at the start of the season. No, but no. there was no response from Jose. It, it was it, no, it was impressive how how we stifled them. They were you know high flying. I saw people tweeting three four one, and I agreed with them. Um, you could see the logic. One thing exactly. One thing I will always say, and I, I think it was from earlier shows when it was all we were being rumored to get Mourinho in. He works with the tools he's got. Um, if you remember his time at Inter Milan, that team was average at best. He won the Champions League with it. He knew he couldn't outplay Barcelona at the New Camp. So he sat back and just counter-attacked football. Hmm. He knew he couldn't, obviously, with the likes of players that he had. So I think it's the same when he was at Real Madrid. He, he does with what the tools he's got. If, if he's not got the, the best players in the world, he'll react to it. Whereas I think LVG, the difference with him was we didn't have a great team, but he was still trying to play this possession-based attacking philosophy that 
obviously ultimately didn't work and now it's he's another 50p in the jar that nick that's still yeah, a band word. now he's in portugal <laughs> well, he's enjoying himself and hopefully we've got someone on the phone who might be uh, enjoying themselves through the debate now as well um he's been on the show before with us uh, we had a great time uh, having him on and he's now over the phone with us we're bringing in a fourth voice uh, a great time as well because i was just about to ask a question that he fired at me on monday night that we put into the fan takeover itself um so uh, sam welcome to the show great to have you on board Hi guys. Hello. How's it going? Not too bad. Excellent stuff. Uh, Sam, we were just uh, starting by asking a question that uh, that indeed uh, you spoke to me about on Monday, um, which uh, was whilst Jurgen Klopp seemed to make changes that affected the dynamic of the game, Jose Mourinho didn't seem to respond to that. Um, we were just talking about uh, you know with the tools that you've got, how much can you do with that? Uh, at the moment, but um, we asked, is Jose proving too stubborn at the moment? And the, the results came in that 37% of the fans said, yes, he is. And the majority, 63%, said, no, he isn't. So, Sam, talk to me about the sort of reasoning behind the question that you fired at me there. So, I believe that um, he does need to change quicker. And I think we've seen it in the past where he's not done that in some matches when he's been at Chelsea. But I think we're looking at a different Mourinho than what we've ever seen before because he's always been a fiery character. But I think he just seems a bit duller, a bit more kind of like the world's against him from the very start of the United takeover. And I think that's why I think he's almost scared to make the changes because he doesn't know his best team yet, but he doesn't want to find out. I'm not getting that from, from Mourinho at the moment. I've not seen that. I don't see that side of him. What are you seeing, Joe? Tell us, tell us what I, side of Mourinho you're seeing. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say that he doesn't know what his best side is, and I wouldn't say that he's he's just the world's against him and he doesn't know who to pick because he's dropped Wayne Rooney at the end of the day. What other managers done that in the time there? So th- he's made some bold kind of choices. It's just I don't think I haven't. Seen, I've I've seen worse press conferences from him where he's where the world's been against him. I don't, I, that's just my opinion. I think he's just settling in. Like that's 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 where I stand with it. I mean, how how long do you give to a manager like Mourinho to settle in, Sam? I mean, we talked about this earlier. It, he was supposed to be the, the quick fix, and, and we're not expecting miracles here. I mean, it was a team in disarray. Um, but, I mean, how how long do you leave it? How much patience do you have for uh, Mourinho coming in before you start to really question what he's going to get out of this squad? So it's interesting that we're having this conversation now because uh, the other time we were on the show, LVG was still there but we were talking about a replacement for him. Mm. And that was when we talked about Mourinho being the quick fix and Pochettino being the ideal candidate, but Absolutely. Mourinho being the best of availability. Um, but I think he definitely needs more time than what everyone might think to give him. He, any manager of his quality at the side that he's at needs some time to build around him and his philosophy. But at the same time, you go and spend £200 million, £300 million, people expect results. But it's not always about the results. If Man United went to Liverpool and got a nil-nil draw and played well and went for the win but ended up with a nil-nil, I think people would be happier than what happened on Monday night Mm. where they truly set up for a nil-nil. He went there for a point and as we spoke about after, we weren't sure how to feel about it because a United team that's not on form versus a Liverpool team that was very much on form to get a point's a good result. But I think it's just about the way he's doing it at the moment is the bigger problem. What's your thoughts on that, Nick? It's a, it's a good point Sam raises there. Um, with regards to the manner of which you go out to play a game of football, so the the point itself might not have been a bad result, but was it the fact... I mean, United didn't have a single shot on target in the whole game. I mean, was it the defensive manner in which he set up the negative approach that perhaps he's bringing in a bit of criticism? I just think he, he felt he had to at this stage of the season. We've already been beat twice. Um, in the latter stages, if we need to win, I think Mourinho will go for it. Um, he's done it before. He's done it again. But I'm not worried this early on about you know the, the the way we play. As I just want wins at the moment. We've had three seasons, four seasons of rubbish. So if if we nick a win and we only have 35 percent possession, I don't really care. <laughs> that's the spirit. <laughs> Thanks. And, uh... we're, some, we're some way off a win though. Like that's the way I see it. Is that there is no win on the card sometime there comes a point like United are sitting seventh in the table mm. where you have to go for it and make changes to get those wins but at the moment it's either like I said he doesn't know what changes to make because he doesn't know where who would you bring on fits. 75th minute nil nil who'd you bring on well, who's, who's the game, game changer 
in that game specifically against Liverpool, Ibrahimovic couldn't hit a barn door and he's meant to be the main man. But in that game, he was silenced by Liverpool and I think by his own midfield that weren't supplying him. So you, you need to change something around that, whether it's a midfield that specifically sits right behind or play with Ibra or change the formation so Ibra has someone to play with up top instead of leaving him very, very isolated. So do you think Wayne Rooney was, was supposed to do that role when he came on? Huh. Possibly. It didn't give him much time to kind of get in and it was sitting on the right, wasn't it, with... No, no. Um, he did. He like, sat him in the wrong position. He sat him on the right hand side. Yeah. So Wait, it's Wayne Rooney like, shouldn't have come on anyway. Wayne Rooney should have stayed on the bench. Obviously, some people have some very um, <laughs> strong opinions about Wayne Rooney. <laughs> we're we're I, fully aware of that. I, I personally would have took Ibrahimovic off, day. like like you said, Sam, and I would have pushed Rashford up front, and I would have probably brought Matter on. Um, I would have looked to have changed it a little bit. That's what I would have done personally. That's I wouldn't have brought Rooney on. Just a bit of a bold call. Like, Ibrahimovic wasn't doing anything anyway. I agree, yeah. So it couldn't have got much worse by changing <laughs> it a little bit just to react to the dynamic change. Yeah. One thing so that didn't really disappoint me, Pogba. Like, he, he, he was playing... Can you in, hear his name one more time? He was playing in a number 10 role. He, Mourinho took away his defensive duties. He's, he, he wasn't obligated to go back and track players back. He was just supposed to pressurise the defence of Liverpool. He had, a, he had a free role for a game, for a huge game, and I just thought he let the team down massively. Well, as you'll hear in my game in a short while. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's prepared another game, has he? Pogba is, uh, is, is a big part of it. So okay. uh, we'll, we'll find out some of his, uh, his amazing stats yeah. at the end of the, the, the podcast. It'll be interesting to see Pogba. those, Sam. But on, on the subject of Pogba, with, with as uh, Nick mentions there, being given a licence to roam, wh- what is it that's going wrong with Pogba at the moment? Why is it just not fitting at the moment with, with how United are playing? I think um, you also have to involve people like Ibrahimovic in that as well, where you've got two new huge characters into the squad and they look very isolated in what they do and they they ha- seem to have a lot of banter between them, but people have said they're in awe of Ibrahimovic and in awe of Pogba, and I think players are giving them a little bit too much respect. Mm. To, so you think someone to needs to sort them, of almost grab him and and sort of have a word with him and say, look, this is good enough. You're part of this team. This yeah. is a team effort, not the Pogba Ibrahimovic show. I think mm. that's what I'm finding. I think there's a better balance to be had. So you look at Liverpool. I'm really watching Liverpool play this season just because the balance of their team looks great, even though on paper some of their players look. Average, yeah, but just the way they play together. Klopp's had a year to work with them. Is, is quite a strong way to play. Whereas United at the moment look really, and as you say, Nick, there is a big difference in having that year. Yeah, but it just looks like um, a team of individuals United at the moment. It's Obviously, it's painful to watch. We're all going to be critical because that's what fans do. A year down the line, we might be sitting top of the league, playing wonderful football. You know, so we, I don't want to get carried and, away. And at this that stage. point, I'll repent on my deathbed. I will repent. <laughs> we got twelve months left then. I'm uh, hoping so, mate. <laughs> <laughs> if the football carries on like this, I will. Yeah. Uh, but all this being said, I mean, Sam, there's been there's been a lot of negativity, <clears> and and look, we you know we come on this platform to to be honest, to pick holes in what's going on, to look at what we can do to improve because we care. Um, but, I mean, there were positives in the game that you saw. Uh, there were fears ahead of the game, and we discussed it, uh, me and Nick discussed it. You know, there were fears of a heavy defeat going into that night, and we did get a point. So, I mean, we asked what was the best part of the result. We gave four options, uh, the formation or shape being one, tactics being followed, the work rate and aggression. Uh, now, I mean, it sounds a bit like Robot Wars, that. Um, <laughs> the tactics being followed won out on this one. 58% of the fans uh, said tactics being followed was... Disciplined. Was, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, was a, it was the fact that uh, Mourinho got his players to buy into what he wanted them to do. Uh, Sam, what, what was your biggest positive uh, from the point at Anfield? Uh, I think aggression and passion. Like The work rate, I think, dipped and... But the first 20 minutes was impressive to watch United finally get at someone. Mm. They know what they had to do. So the tactics were good as well. But just that aggression to show a little bit of passion in what is uh, a Northwest derby, where of old it's always been passionate plays sent off. And sometimes that's been lacking in the past few years because other things have taken precedent of managers, David Moyes, players and all that. But it's just nice to get back to having a bit of aggression against a, an old rival. Absolutely right. And and Sam, I just want to sort of leave the fan takeover on, on this, uh, really, with the conversations that we've been had, uh, been having here. Uh, what what exactly, um, sort of long-term, for, for, for this season, let's say, 
what should fans of Manchester United be expecting realistically from Jose Mourinho and his team? Oh, it's a really difficult one. I think I love to put people on the spot. We need to Fifth? we need to expect a slightly better performance and understand that the Premier League title is probably not going to happen this year. But top four needs to happen. And do you think top four is is realistic based on what you've seen during the first eight games of the season so far? Not yet. There has to be a improvement across the pitch. Certain players need to, to be step more up. solid. I'm kind of not. I'm not being funny, but there's no been. There's not. A, there's not been a shock this year, has there? It, there's not been a shock team like last year. We had Leicester. Hmm. There's no shock of what's going on in the league. So, so really, United should be fairly well equipped. Well, the, the only shock is We're only five points off the top. We know. are, but Arsenal still have all four yeah. wheels on. No, but that's the only shock. It's not been Christmas yet. It's not March. It's not yet. <laughs> it's <laughs> top at March and fifth by. <laughs> I can't wait for the wheels to fall off. That it's going to be hilarious. Uh, Sam, before I let you go though. Uh, just a quick one with Chelsea, of course, coming up. Um, I just want to score a prediction from yourself just to end to see how you get on. 3-1 United. 3-1 United. Great positivity. It's uh, exactly what, what I want to see. And, of course, it's uh, this Sunday um, at 4 o'clock that we'll be playing. Then we're going to discuss it next in the weekend preview. But, Sam, uh, appreciate you joining us for the fan takeover. Great to have you on, as always. Hope to have you back in the studio soon. Uh, thanks very much for uh, for getting involved. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. There you go, Sam, uh, regular to the show, a big follower of Red Devil Chronicle. If you uh, fancy getting involved in any of the debates that we've had or anything you see on Twitter, get involved. We're at WeFollowUnited on Twitter. Uh, We're also in the comments section below on this video as well. Uh, We are going to discuss the weekend preview next. I'm not entirely sure from what Joe's uh, prompted me on that it will be the end of the show, Uh, so we'll see how it goes, but we'll discuss that next. It's Stamford Bridge looming and United go there on Sunday. Let's talk about that next. It's Sunday at four o'clock. It's Chelsea versus Manchester United. Will Jose's return prove a bridge too far? Emotions will run high as Mourinho returns to the club he built on the same weekend. Chelsea fans are holding a fitting tribute on the 20th anniversary of the death of Matthew Harding, the club's former vice chairman. But will it be blues for Jose Mourinho? Can he keep his team in check or are they bound for more blues at Stamford Bridge? We'll discuss that predicted lineups, score predictions, and much, much more. Joe's going to throw some stats at us at the end of it. It's chaos, as always. So uh, if you want to fade that music out, Joe, as epic as it is, I think it's time that we discuss the weekend preview, isn't it? Nick's applying the pressure on you, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely right. Um, let's uh, let's go into it, then. Um, I, I'm really enjoying that build-up. We're doing that every week, I've decided. Well, it, it I've some of the music. I feel like some. I'm on a knock-off Sky, if I'm being honest. <laughs> <laughs> knock-off Sky. I, I mean, I was, I was happy enough with it. It does the job. <laughs> um, so, uh, Nick, uh, let's, let's go into yeah. it. The Chelsea game, of course, it's this coming Sunday. Um, I was having a look into this. I mean, it's a quite depressing thing to bring us down from after that uh, build-up. But United are without a win in their last 10 meetings with Chelsea in all competitions, which spans back to October 2012. Uh, five of those have been draws as well. Not that we need another one of those at the moment. Uh, but Nick, can Jose break the sorry record against a team that he knows best this weekend? They're, they're not the same Chelsea. Andy, they're not the same. Even from last year? No, they're not the same at all. Um, I, I've watched I've watched them, to be fair, I've watched them quite a few times this mm. season. Um, and I think they look really dodgy at the back. It's the first, They've got David Lewis now. He's a clown. So, I'd, 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 <laughs> honestly, I'd fancy, I'd, I'd fancy us this weekend. I don't, I don't know if I'm being overly positive. But Gary Cahill has been woeful this year. Mm. Um, David Lewis, I don't know why they brought him back. What happens if John Terry returns? Does that make any, he, no, any difference he's a, at he's all? A, he's a year older. I'd play Marcus Rashford up front. I mentioned it earlier. I would have uh, pushed him up front against Liverpool. His pace will cause them problems all day long. Mm. Um, I'd even think about playing Martial up front as well, his pace, and just really go at them. Uh, I think their danger man, in my opinion, is still Hazard. 
Uh, I know Costa's been banging the goals in for him, but Hazard's one of those players that he'll play awful all game and he'll pop up with a 30-yard screamer. That's what he does. Uh, um, are these the sort of games, though, that are built for Eden Hazard, though? I mean, he hasn't it was stepped a, up on the bigger no, occasion. No, he's, he's, he's not been great this season, admittedly, and he wasn't great last season. Obviously, he had the wonderful it's, season the year before that. It's trips and drabs, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think he wants to be there. Mm. Obviously, I'm a United fan looking in, but I think Hazard doesn't want to be at Chelsea. It certainly um, seems that way. I don't think Costa wants to either. Um, I've never felt this confident before about going to Stamford Bridge in quite a long time. Um, I do really fancy us this weekend. I think Mourinho will fancy it as well. And if we play like we did defensively against Liverpool, mm. who are a much better team at the moment than Chelsea, I don't see them causing us problems. Joe, you've uh, you've heard what Nick's had to say on this. Uh, he's never been so confident going to Stamford Bridge. Where where do you stand it on that? Could all go wrong now. Could yeah, well, it could go terribly you found, wrong. You found an interesting stat before, so I'll, I'll leave. But look, I just think it's... I don't know. I feel like they'll be fired up. You've got players there who played under Jose Mourinho, like the clown, and, and they're going to be up for it. And Hazard's going to have something to prove against him for, from being unhappy while playing underneath him again. Costa's going to have something to prove. They're all, they all look pretty they look pretty good, to be honest, Chelsea. They, for, they for, have for, in parts. Well, yeah, I say that loosely, as always. Um, <laughs> but recently, I'd, I'd say they, they worry me. They look quite a good attacking side. I mean, if you compare the form guide between the two of them to look at the, the runs of forms going into it at the moment... Uh, United in their last five have won one, drawn two and lost two in the Premier League. It's five out of 15. Chelsea, though, they surprised me. Not a great deal better. So perhaps a sign of a little bit of inconsistency, as Nick says. Uh, Two wins, a draw and two defeats with seven from 15. So only two points better off over the last five games. Not what I expected to see no. from what I've seen of Chelsea. Yeah, but would you have expected what what we've got from Man United? No. So, I mean, so, five out of fifteen is shocking. It's yeah. appalling. No, but exactly. I, from what I've seen of Chelsea, they've looked good in parts. Um, so I, I was quite surpri- surprised to see that I they've, Conte, they've only picked up seven. I think, I think Conte's found the, the formation he wants to play. Obviously, he was trying multiple things, but he's gone for three four three. I think it was in, a three four three yeah, against recent, Hull that sort of played out really it, well for him. But that's Hull um, exactly. Like I said... But they're saying that we, we've only nicked a 1-0 at Hull. Yeah, but we're not the same on United as we were. They're not the same Chelsea. It's not like it's 2004-2005 again. Um, but I don't know what it is. I'm just feeling a little bit more optimistic this week than usual. Good. Well, thank goodness for some positivity in the building. Um, so, so Nick, I mean, moving on to how we sort of line up against Chelsea, what what sort of team would you go with? Uh, how would you sort of set up formation-wise? Totally who different you, to Liverpool. Who would you include? Totally different. I don't think we'll have a, a partisan atmosphere like we did at Anfield. I don't think they generate as hostile. Does partisan atmosphere? mean taking pictures of our manager before the game? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did see that. No, but I think um, defend. We, we we line up very defensively, obviously, and it, it against Liverpool. It was just to nullify them, particularly in the first thirty-five minutes. I think with Chelsea, they they'll expect the same, and that is what I want them to think. If I was Mourinho right now. And he he'd know Conte will be sitting there thinking right they're going to do the exact same thing they did against Liverpool to so, sit back. So you want Jose to, All to guns bring blazing. his bring his bus onto the pitch and then get off on a moped? Literally, yeah, because <laughs> because they won't be expecting it. So I'd literally tell all the players go for it in the first 20 minutes, try and nick a goal, and then we'll sit back and let them come at us. Well, thank goodness. Uh, Nick thinks we're going to move away from the 6-3-1 that we saw against <laughs> Liverpool. <laughs> thank goodness for that. Uh, Joe, are there any players that you want to see in or out um, of the, the team that played Liverpool? Any Anyone you want to see coming in for the Chelsea game? Memphis. You can only ask him two or three questions before Memphis becomes the answer. No, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I get broken after that. Um, I don't know. That's, it's a tough question. Um, I'd quite like to see Martial back. And, of course, played against Fenerbahce, which is always good news to see him back in the yeah. team again. So, hopefully... I don't really count the Europa League. We, but, I totally but good to get some it. game time. I yeah. mean, at least he's back from his injury, so possibly could play a part. I just treat it as the European League Cup. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Mar- Martial comes back in, then, if he's fit. Yeah. Um, who else would I like to see? Or out. 
I don't know who would like. I'd like Shaw to to be a feature. Mm. I don't think three minutes at the end of the game is going to help him out in, in getting any confidence. Again, he was sensational in the last game he played at Stamford Bridge as well, wasn't he? Yeah. Marauding forward before his injury, of course. Yeah. Be lovely to see him getting back into form. I don't want Fellaini as always. So I've... where do you stand on the midfield if Fellaini goes out? Then are you keeping Pogba and Herrera in there? Well, the thing is, you almost kind of it's getting to the point where you have to bench Pogba. No. In in favour of who? I mean, if you're getting rid of Fellaini <laughs> and Pogba, Schneiderlin, <laughs> you can't you can't bench you can't bench him. No, because this it, is what LVG did, and it just it kills the confidence. Yeah, you need, he, something will happen. Obviously, he hit the bar against Watford from a screamer. He'll do something in the next couple of games that'll be unbelievable, and the confidence will build. You need to build momentum. I suppose, but I just think at the same time you shouldn't let players just play on the price tag. I I agree completely. He was, and he has been like glue. He's been he's been sat in Ibrahimovic's pocket for he was the worst player. He was the worst player on United player on the pitch against Liverpool, in my opinion. I don't know how you two feel about that. That's certainly uh, something that caused a bit of controversy. Yeah, because uh, on the social media, I noticed that. Yeah, I I did obviously a rating thing on Twitter after the end of the game. I mean, four four is is quite low. Zlatan was a five. The only reason I gave Zlatan more because he was terrible as well, and he missed our only opportunity which Pogba provided. Mm. You know, but. He got absolutely no support or no service from Pogba. I don't know what Pogba was doing. I mentioned to you earlier on, Mourinho basically gave him a licence to roam mm. on a huge night, a huge game away at Anfield, and I think he really let Mourinho down. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's fair comment. I mean, with regards to building up the team then itself, the back four... Uh, if we build from the back, the as same, Mourinho same. likes to, are you yeah. keeping that the same so yeah, Shaw would... doesn't come back in for you? No, Um I don't think that Chelsea's wingers. I don't think Will Willian will play. I think he's had a he, he might family do. bereavement. There so. was a bereavement, yeah. yeah so, so it'll either be him or Moses, depending on where Willian's yeah, up to. I d- defensively, I don't think Willian's the best. I think going forward, he's a brilliant player. But I wouldn't risk it. I'd still play Blind. Um, I would, a, I'd rather bring Shaw in at a, you know a home league, home league game than rather than away at the Bridge. But All right, so we're keeping back four the same. Moving into the midfield yeah. three then of Pogba, Herrera and Fellaini. Joe wanted Fellaini out. Yeah, um, I agree with that. Are you keeping the other two in? This yeah. is like my game last week. I it is. Yeah, <laughs> Only fairer because we can move positions. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably have Pogba with Herrera again. Yeah, and then who would you slot in instead of Fellaini then? Who gets the... Uh, Matter, in my opinion. Okay. I, I was surprised he got dropped against Liverpool. So in the three in front of them then, who holds their positions there? Uh, Rashford, Martial and Ibrahimovic. So the best three that we have essentially are finally being At the moment, the yeah. 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 Um, depending on obviously how other players come on this season, I'd like to see eventually Mkhitaryan step up. Hmm. But obviously, it's not the game to bring him in no, for, is it? No, definitely not. No. I mean, we'd, we'd be interested to see how your sort of opinions on Twitter uh, are on the on the point of what team lineup is best to face Chelsea. Um, I think we've given you a good indication of where we're at there and I, I think it's a good team to put together. I think one matter deserves to be back in there, um, definitely. And I think the front three really should pick itself uh, based on um, you know injuries aside, of course. Uh, let's uh, end though the uh, this part of the show, the weekend preview, uh, with score predictions. Joe, <laughs> uh, I'm going to come to you firstly on this. So uh, Chelsea, four o'clock. So the alarm clock's not set too early for United. So may have woken up for this one. Uh, where do you stand on the score prediction here? Uh, dear me, um, I don't know. This is a really difficult one. It's probably the hardest one yet. Out of out of the, the five. Do you want me three. to come back to you? Do you need a minute? Um, no, it's all right. I'm, I'm not. You, you see, I, I can just kind of zone out during this, <laughs> so I haven't had time to think. I've been producing. Do you enjoy for... it that much? Yeah. Well, that. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good advertisement. Yeah, I hope, I hope the, in, the audience enjoys as much. Sorry, as Sorry, I'm it. actually doing my job as no, a producer right. for once. So... No, it's fine. You're doing a cracking job Thank as you. always. I'm just hiding behind this this glass pane. <laughs> um, I think United, that was good padding, you see. Now, now I know where I'm at. Now you've finally got your score in your head. 1-2. One, 1-2. Two. One, two. Nick, where are you at? 2-1 uh, United. 2-1 United. I'm going to have to say something different. So I'm going to say 2-1 United. <laughs> so we're all agreeing. <laughs> I, think we'll, I think we'll nick it, personally. I, I think there's every chance we could nick it. I, I think it's vital that we do because it, it almost feels like all will be forgotten about the Liverpool game if yeah. we go and get the win against Chelsea. One thing I will say, if Ibrahimovic hasn't got his shooting boots on again around the 60th minute mark, I would look to bring him off and put Rashford up front and just let him run it t- if, if Terry's playing. If David Luiz, I think, is a red card waiting to happen if you run at him. So there's every chance Terry could return for this. I mean, he is now fit. He was on the bench last week. 
Um, big risk to put him in a game like this. And if you get Rashford up front against him... It'll be interesting to see how Mourinho obviously lines up because... Very interesting dynamic potentially growing to this game because they're not the quickest at the back. No, and I think playing Ibrahimovic, as good as he is, he hasn't been firing recently and he'd play into their hands a bit because they know what he's like and they know what he's going to bring to the table. Whereas David Lewis coming up against Marcus Rashford... Yeah, writes itself, doesn't it? <laughs> Headlines are done. Uh, well, that's everything on the, the weekend preview side of things. Please comment your score predictions. Uh, we'll put it as our pinned tweet uh, on Twitter uh, from Friday afternoon. Uh, we'll give shout-outs to anyone who manages to get the correct scoreline. And good luck to anyone doing that at the moment with Man United. Uh, do let us know your opinions as well on anything discussed um, during this part of the show or, of course, at any stage of the show. Um, uh, we follow United on Twitter as say comment section below uh, to finish off the show then uh, we have got a stats game coming up from Joe um, it's just about ready it's just about ready we've managed to just about pad it out enough for him and I've managed to get the shift key stuck on my keyboard so I can't oh, do much work. about it <laughs> so, and so there'll be a lot of capital letters in whatever you're writing there. yeah it's quite difficult it's, it's... I look forward to seeing your next tweet about this podcast then it's going to be very loud yes <laughs> exactly <laughs> so um, we played a game uh, last week Nick uh, I don't know if you heard it you probably don't listen to us do you I listen to you enough, you know, on the phone, Andy. You don't need to. It's true enough. Um, <laughs> don't so to explain my game. To we them we last played week. it. Yeah, we played a game with uh, with Chris Clay last week, didn't yeah. we? Regular to this show. Explain so I, what that was. I lined up five clips um, of of Manchester United goals from the last twenty years. I think it was. Mm. And, oh, uh, blimey! And you had to guess from just the commentary which which goal and who, well, who who scored it and what year it was. Can we do uh, players' date of births? That is it. That is Nick's only party trick, and we are not ever putting that in the podcast <laughs> ne- ever. Next week against Chris Clay. I think. <laughs> yeah, we'll uh, get that one lined up. Uh, that is Nick's sad party trick. And if you want to know how sad Nick is, just send him a tweet at We Follow United with a uh, player. He will respond, no doubt, with their date of birth. Right. So anyway, this week <laughs> I am going <laughs> too much football manager. <laughs> too many years at uni. This, this week yeah. I'm going to challenge you um, in a bit of a stats game. Okay. Uh, so it's going to be from the six. 1617 season and it's going to be a variety of strange facts that you probably don't know hopefully okay um to be honest some of them are easier some of them are just weird um let's let's hope for the best and on this uh, joe have you thought about the format of this week because i know we had slight errors last well, okay, week okay so these five questions right so we're doing a two each and then a tie break again yep it depends That's on where you wing it so all i want to know is well i'll ask you the question are they multiple choice because andy Love yeah, stats. Yeah. Well, I'll give you five players. I'll give you a fact first, and then you have to tell me who the top fact is of and, this question. Uh, I have ask. you got a preference? Because I know you chose Chris Clay to go first last week. Have you got a preference on who goes first this week? This week, yeah. I'll, um, you're definitely favourite. I'll roll. I'll roll the think? coin. Yeah, you're the sort of guy that reads dictionaries. Only whilst having my uh, my morning beer. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let, let's play a game. We've got heads or tails, but. Um, right. The only thing I've got is a credit card. Well, that's not going to work. Oh is no, it? actually, I've got You've an well ID. As so, is it going to be my face or nothing? This is the new heads and tails, isn't it? Right, you ready? So it's an ugly face or a blank side. Yeah. I'll let yeah. you call this. All oh, right, okay. which one do you want? Uh, the blank side. You don't. You don't want me. No, it's it scares me. It scares. You. <laughs> it's worse than those killer cr- <laughs> clowns, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> right, you ready? Oh, Nick, y- your choice, first or second. Um, I'll let Andrew go first. And right. Andrew, Andrew, yeah, it's getting serious now, isn't it? Right. So num- number now. one, me up. number one, Zlatan Ibrahimovic has had the most shots out of Wayne Rooney, Paul Pogba, Ander Herrera, and Marcus Rashford. But who has the best shot accuracy? So that's Rooney, Pogba, Herrera, Ibrahimovic, and Rashford. Who do you think has the best shot accuracy? Ooh. Well, it's definitely not Ibrahimovic, so I'll, I'll immediately put him out of the equation. Um, I, don't know I think it is. See, this is a difficult one because Herrera's not played that much, so it depends how accurate he's been whenever he's had chance to have a shot. You, you can fa- you can ask me who who else how many shots they've had if if that helps you. Okay. Um, so, how many shots has Herrera had then? Five. Okay. And what about? So we've got. I'll, I'll give you them all. Rooney's got twelve. Okay. Pogba has twenty-three. Mm. Herrera with five. Mm-hmm. Zlatan with forty-one. Mm. And Rashford with 10. 
Oh, it could well be Rashford, couldn't it? Uh, I'm just going to have to go with my instinct. It could be Herrera, but I'm going to say Rashford. That's who I would have said. No, nope, it's Wayne Rooney. Ooh. Oh, of course. He's, 60%. He's, I know exactly why he's put that in. And a Herrera shot accuracy. because he hasn't got his Wayne Rooney bell anymore. He had to put a Wayne he Rooney bell. He always comes to the I know the, the appalling accuracy of everybody else. I imagine it's atrocious, especially for Pogba and Herrera's missed. No, no, no. Herrera Pogba's 24%. Be, Herrera must be really low. Herrera at 0%. Yeah. Oh, all right, good. Zlatan, 48%. Hmm. And Rashford, 50%. Oh, so Rooney I'll, won with 60 So I'll pick the second, then. Okay, so Not Zlatan out of Zlatan... Mata, Rooney, Rashford and Martial, Nick, this one's for you. Okay. Zlatan scored the most goals with four. But who's scored the most left-footed goals? Ooh. Okay, who are the players again, sorry? So it's Ibrahimovic, Mata, Rooney, Rashford and Martial. Mata's You've got only, a double chance here. Mata's the only left-footed player. If you can get both, I'll give you two points. He scored, he scored one against Leicester that was left-foot. There's two players that are drawing on this one. Oh, are they? So he only needs to get one of them to get a point. Well, I'll give you. Well, this is this is the dynamics <laughs> falling apart already. <laughs> this is you being unfair um, to me again, isn't it? You've got it in for me in these games. So it's you won last week. It's so Ibrahimovic, Ibrahimovic, Mata, Rooney, Rashford, Martial, Ibra with four goals scored, Mata with two, Rooney with one, Rashford with three, and Martial with one. Who I'm going to say the most left-footed goals? Mata, just the obvious one, and Rashford. Oh, he's got them both. Well played. He's got them both. It's a deserved point, then. Yeah, no, I think he one was against Hull, and I think one was against Leicester for Rashford. Did, did you know it? No, I didn't know it. I just I remember I, the games. I, mean, I would have guessed Mata. I mean, these seemed the obvious ones. So, I was I mean, thinking Rooney again. <laughs> yeah, you just never know. Um, but yeah, I think, I think a point's fair there. I think that's a fair comment. All right, just a point. Yeah. All right, one point. He only deserves half a point for Mata. Okay, then. I'll give him the other half for uh, for Rashford. Right, so <laughs> disciplinary now. Oh, God, here we so go. So who has the least yellow cards out of Bailey, Herrera... It's not Bailey. Pogba, Ibra, and Smalling. Who has the least? Bailey, Herrera, Pogba, Zlatan, Smalling. This, again, isn't one... It's not going going to be what I'm thinking because oh dear this is difficult so it's not going to be it's not going to be Baye pretty sure of that he loves a yellow card um, Herrera again it's to whether he's played enough or not because he loves a booking whenever played he plays played six games that's enough to get him booked 410 minutes it's the least out of the no it's not the least Um See, Smalling's the centre-back, so you'd assume he'd got a few, but he might be the trick question because you put Ebra in and you think Ebra wouldn't have, but Ebra's been a little bit out of order recently. Ebra's played the equal amount of time. As I'm going to just guess at this at Chris Smalling. He's got it right. Yeah. Oh, there we it's go. Chris Smalling. Ibrahim has got three. The shirt puller. He's got the most. The rest the shirt, of them. He loves yeah. the shirt Chris, pull, yeah. the shirt puller, yeah, Smalling. He loves to grapple, mm. that boy. Well, so, he got away uh, with it so far. Nick, so this is you all. to win. No, it's not, because the tiebreaker is double points, remember? You remember the last He's question? blatantly just invented that now. No, we did it last <laughs> week. We did do this last week, but <laughs> right, and okay. I already won in defence, so I, I think that's only fair. Right, you okay? Right. So out of it, the it following players, fair, Nick... I'm going to claim it is. Out of the following players, Nick, Luke Shaw, Smalling, Blind, Valencia and Bailly. It's a defensive question. Valencia has the most blocks with five blocks. But who has the most clearances? Luke Shaw, Smalling, Blind, Valencia. Oh, Shaw. Sorry, I'll go again. Shaw, Smalling, Blind, Valencia and Bay. Who has the most clearances? Who loves pumping a ball forward, Nick? Who is a long ball merchant? I think this is a trick question because the obvious one, obviously Smalling's not played very much. You'd say Bailey. But I don't think it is Bailey. I think it's Blind because he's been playing left See, back and he hoofs it down. He loves a punt, but so does Blind. Yeah, he hoofs it down the line a lot. I'm gonna go Blind. You're wrong. Oh, is it Bailey? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It, was a, it was a toss up. <laughs> it was, and that means the tie break means a lot now. Then. Right. So what I'll do for this one <clears throat> to make it fair, I'm gonna check that though, just in case he's trying to he's trying to make dramatic effect. The best way. No, he's done it. Honest. He's done it though. <laughs> I don't know how things, things, are, things are very heated in this part of the studio, Joe. I've got away with it. Um, <laughs> so the last one is is the most interesting that I thought you'd like. So if you both have an answer and you shout it out at the same time, is that fair? 
That's fair. So are, are we playing a sort of nearest the pin then, are we? Yeah, so, so, so I'll go 3-2-1 and you have to... No, no, no. It's no. a name. Oh, okay. So it'll be 3-2-1, shout a name. shout a name. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So when you've got so your you name, get, let me know. You, don't, you can't think or anything. No? Well, yeah, you, you can have a chat. But you, you can I think try. we should deliberate this. I, I think we go for a. Yeah. I think we go try for a tactical trough. Off. Do you know what? We'll go for Jose. We'll play no, for no, the one-one. No. One. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's ruining my now. game. Let's collaborate. Shake hands and take yeah, the draw. Let's collaborate. No, this is not. This is not what. You're the real loser tonight, Joe. <laughs> you did not see Jose tactics coming to the podcast. No, I'm going you? home. <laughs> not Good game, Andrew. Good game. Yeah, go on. Let's uh, let's hear it. Let's see what we can You've do. Ruined, for you. Well, there's no jeopardy now, is this? Don't do a Jack Wilshire and tell me I've ruined the game. You've ruined it. You've ruined it. Go on, let's hear it. Doing a pillow and telling you stop, stop putting <laughs> what was it, G some Park on me, ruining the. <laughs> you ruined it. What, what an awful night! What was it? Awful thirty minutes of Ferguson. Yeah. The fir- the worst fourteen minutes of of Ferguson's managerial <laughs> career was putting G some Park on pillow. Anyway, sorry, I, I digress. You did. You digressed so do you know far. What, I think do we you went know what, home. Right, Although no, G some Park. He's at university. <laughs> I that saw that. Yeah, yeah, I've seen yeah. this. is incredible. And he, play, he yeah. plays on the team for yeah. the university. What That's like having four men on your team. What a guy. And How? with the work rate, it's like having 11. But he doesn't even play for the main team, does he? No. He plays for like the, the, uh, the, like the deep, what is it, like the subject team. I love that, though. I think that's brilliant. I think every, every player should do that at some point in their career. Sorry. Back to the game. Anyway, <laughs> went on yeah. with a tangent. Yeah, there we go. Paul Eastern Pogba, Daily Blind. Hmm. Valencia, Mata, Wayne Rooney. Now. Wayne Rooney's the answer. (laughs) (laughs) Paul Pogba has created the most chances with 12. But who has the most assists? Wayne Rooney. (laughs) Who are the players again? Paul Pogba, Daily Blind, Valencia, Mata and Rooney. Remember, this is just the Premier League. I think I'm going to go Rooney. I think I already know. Yeah, I'm, I'm going Rooney as well. There's two players. On the same? Yeah. <sighs> Rooney's one of them. I'd go Mata. I think Mata's the other one. So we both agree. We can't, we can't disagree. I think that's the right answer. Yeah. Joe, are we, are we both winners right, or so, are we both losers? So in three, two, one, you have to say <laughs> who you think it is. Okay. Three, two, one. Rooney, Mata. Rooney, Mata. Is it Rooney and Matter? No, you're wrong. Oh, dear. You get so one point each. Oh. It was Wayne Rooney, yeah. but it was Daily Blind. Oh. Surely you should know Blind. this from the corners. The amount of <laughs> the corners well, that went yeah, in against no, Leicester. Well, this is true. Yeah, there were a lot of corners <laughs> that went in against Leicester. It's a very good point. Um, yeah, well, well played, Nick. That's well played. A, it's so well played. That's a 2-2 in the end. Good draw, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of goals in that one. <laughs> Something you don't often see. Very United. exciting game. Yeah. Thank there you, you for playing. I'll try and come up with another one for next week. Yeah, great Maybe stuff. Maybe date of birth related. Oh, no, please you. do not yeah, do that. Andrew's not winning. I'm just not going to attend. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Well, it's been uh, been good fun to end after a bit of moaning and then a slight bit of positivity peaked at some point about Chelsea. Uh, but let us know your thoughts on what's going to happen this weekend in the comments section below or at We Follow United on Twitter. Will we win at the bridge? It's a big game this coming Sunday. Uh, we all think that we're going to edge it. Do you? Uh, discuss that and anything else that you want to pick up with us as well. It's been a great show as always. Good to have us all back in the studio and we will be back soon. In the meantime, we are the official partner of the Stretford End app, so be sure to visit your local app store now, wherever that happens to be these days, and download it now. It's a great app for all Manchester United fans out there. And thank you ever so much for joining us. Let's hope it's Red Sunday this week and not Red Monday. <laughs>